Hi, this is Kathy. And this is Charity, and you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit loopy tonight, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> uh, so, Charity, we're going we're gonna to do something a little different here. We're going to talk about our day before we get started. Charity, how was your day? Oh, it was good, actually. We woke up, everybody woke up late, but we got everywhere on time. <laughs> awesome. That's what we did this morning, too, actually. So that was nice. Yeah. And it was really calm. Usually, if I wake up late, I'm like rushing everybody. Yeah. But I was like, I don't even care today. Yeah. Let's be late. We'll get there when we get <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> well, I got a letter from Elisa's school saying she had too many tardies. So I take being late way too seriously now. <laughs> She's in kindergarten, by the way. Uh, yeah, so, I got us there on time, though, and I had to help with the reading group, so I got all of us there on time. (laughs) Yeah. What does Johnny do when you guys are doing reading groups? He just sits on their iPads. Mm -hmm. Does he play the same game? He just plays, yeah. He just goes from game to game Mm -hmm. to game, but, yeah, there's a letter tracing one that he pretty much always does, and then he gets bored and starts trying to get into the snacks, I don't know what, it's weird that they, like, they, studies always say not to let kids watch TV or have screen time in the morning, but first thing in the yeah. morning they're giving them Yeah, <laughs> first thing in the morning. They have reading group, and two groups do actual reading stuff, and the other group does iPad. Well, I mean, it is reading, mm-hmm. but it's screen, it's screen yeah. time. I wouldn't, they've had to, they, I'm sure they looked into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The United States education <laughs> system is so great. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we had a pretty good day. I did literally nothing for most of it. <laughs> I watched Wind Calls the Heart. Oh, season four? Five. Five? Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't started it yet. If I saw that it's on there, I It's saved. good. Yep. I don't I, want anybody talking when I'm watching I know. it. It's well, Johnny cool. actually stayed in the living room oh, okay. and zoned out on TV. So I was a really good mom today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you he just relaxed together. Yeah, I was way too tired. I don't know why, but I was really tired. So I was like, I'm going to sit in my bedroom, fold laundry, like, you know, two or three pieces every 15 minutes. You got it done. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, and I got it mostly put away. <laughs> That's my, I hate that part of it. I don't. I didn't hang up anything, but yeah. plus it's really far away from where I you're know. Best. I know, right? <laughs> it's all the way past my bathroom into the closet, and then I had the other ki- the kids' stuff to hang up. I just oh. always throw it on top of the dresser. Yeah, I don't have time for that. It's usually what I do with it because Barrett just pulls it out of their drawers anyway. Yep, just throws it. Yep. Yeah. No. I, uh, I had a proud parenting moment. Luca told me that uh, kids were calling her names at school today. She said this while we're driving home. So naturally, like most parents probably would, I flipped the truck around to go back to the school to figure out what they did about people calling my children names. Uh, and then Luca told me that they were calling her the queen of books because she reads a lot and remembers the story. So... We had a mom talk about how that's a good thing. <laughs> it wasn't a bad thing. Well, it's like when Luca used to call Elise broccoli. <laughs> and Elise would be like, stop it! And I'm like, was like, I love broccoli. Yeah, she's like, it's a term of endearment. 
Luca still loves broccoli. Ailey still dwells on the fact that Luca called her broccoli. She's like, remember that time when Luca called me broccoli and I didn't like it? And I was like, yes, unfortunately, I remember that time. <laughs> For me, Johnny, we went to town after I picked up Elise from school and we had to get, you know, we had to go to like four different stores. And Johnny, I don't know... I, I don't know what you do for a two, almost three-year-old when it comes to disciplining, like, if you're in town, because mm-hmm. I'm not spanking. I just can't. Plus, I, every time I said, do you want a spanking, he'd laugh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, right, Mom. <laughs> well, like, he was like, that's going to not hurt at all. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I mean, he wasn't so bad that I was like, we have to go out of the mm. store, but it was just, like, things that were, like, grinding, <laughs> like, just making me so annoyed and just angry <laughs> like he threw my purse out of the cart just because <laughs> i don't know why Let's see how fast and, it dropped yeah and i'm like and i'm telling ian about it he's like just give him a time out and i'm like i feel like he won't remember by the time <laughs> we get home he'll be like what's this about why am i getting a time out does so, he like being in the store yeah i don't know yeah he just wants out mm-hmm. all the time he wants out of the cart he wants to get into everything, you know. He just wants to run around like a crazy person. Yeah. But with Delilah, we always just tell her that we're gonna, like, we're all gonna leave if she can't stop, and yeah. that usually works because for whatever reason, she, she just likes to like, just walk oh, around the store. We can't yeah. leave the store <laughs> until I find my toy yeah. that I'm going Pro- to get. That's right, what mom? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as soon as I tell the kids we're going to the store, they start negotiating. Like, Can we look at the toys? Yeah, are we gonna? Like, can I maybe just get, like, a bouncy ball from, from the quarter machine? I'm like, no. We have, like, a hundred bouncy balls mm-hmm. at home. You don't need another bouncy ball. And then you guys have those weird, uh, like, mm-hmm. rubber pop things. Yeah. That's from the church. Oh, okay. <laughs> Strike that. No, I do not buy those. Because I don't, they don't even work. They don't work. <laughs> and they're choking hazards, even yeah. for the older kids. Yeah. Well, Johnny, he still puts everything in his mouth. If he has it in his hand long enough, it's going to end up in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I see at least do that sometimes. And I'm like, no. Like, you're way too old for this. Yeah. Five is way too old. <laughs> yeah, Lucas still does that. Delilah, like, two days ago, ate soap because mm-hmm. it smelled good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure that a chewy little rubber thing would definitely go in her mouth. control. They still <laughs> don't have it, you know? It's still not quite there. But, like, with soap... I know. Like, even though it's smells you think good, you, you could think know that, that it's yeah. soap. You think you could think that one out. Like, this is going to taste bad. Yeah. Even if it smells good. Yeah. Well, there are some posh products that I would like to ch- taste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I would like to. <laughs> There's a body scrub once that smelled like caramel okay i was gonna say with the sugar mama body scrub yeah i you hadn't told me as far as i knew up to this point everything was edible from this line yeah so So you're like can i eat this too i wanted to taste it and no joke it was like maybe 10 minutes where i was like okay i am gonna try this when i get in the shower and then you had texted me and said just so you know you can't eat this one Oh my gosh. If somebody actually said Thank they tried it and they're like, don't, that. don't eat it. It tastes like soap. It smells so good. Uh, yeah. Well, plus it's called sugar mama. So mm-hmm. you're like, it's sugar, right? Well, and it is, isn't it? It has sugar yeah. in it. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> 
Anything else from your day, Charity? can't think of anything. Everyone was sleeping in their own beds at my house, which yes. is the first. Yes. And it's really, I'm, I'm assuming it's really nice. I'm not there, but <laughs> I'm excited to go back and lay in my bed. Sleep. <laughs> Mine are in their bed for now. We shall see. Yeah, yeah. Johnny literally never, ever sleeps through the night. So. I've been noticing that if I layer on the blankets so that there's heavier things on top of them, they stay asleep longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Johnny hates blankets. <laughs> so he'll actually, I have a blanket on him now. Because he'll, he'll, now he's like, I'll go to bed with a blanket. Yeah. And then, like, in the middle of the night, if I try to put a blanket on him, he screams. Oh. <laughs> he's like, No! <laughs> No blankies. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I never know what he wants. It's like that's what he thinks is gonna strap him oh, to the bed. Yeah, he won't be able to get. Home. He just wants freedom. I yeah. guess. I don't know. He has w- weird dreams if he feels contained. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. He's <laughs> wrestling an alligator. <laughs> okay, let's get started. So today. We're going to, uh, this is our second series in the Time to Grow. Second episode. Yeah, yeah second episode in the Time to Grow <laughs> series. There we go. That, those are the words. <laughs> That's the right way. But, um, and we meant to do these every week, but life is just hard. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's been getting sick. And then Kids our schedules are asleep. full. And it's just, yep. So this is the second one. Hmm. The third one will be next. Maybe in the next two weeks. <laughs> We'll be within the next two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, okay, so today we are talking about muscle memory. So that is meaning like when you get just stuck in the repetition mm-hmm. of I'm going to get up, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray for five to ten minutes, and I'm going to say all these things in my prayer. It's like you have it all planned out, and it's, and instead of it being like a heartfelt time where you connect with God it just becomes a ritual Mm. which it just becomes religion essentially Um, so if we're not careful our relationship with Jesus like our relationship with the creator and the one who died for us can just become another routine Mm -hmm. well a routine like that like when we were thinking about muscle memory I was thinking I have a there's this really long road that I drive on to go home Mm -hmm. and when I get home I don't even remember what I've done and that kind of becomes part of the routine. Like, you go to church and you sit there and then the like, worship starts and you're like, wait, what did he say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, so checked out. I've done that so many times. And then I'm like, I need the rewind <laughs> on my DVR. <laughs> I need rewind. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't want to go into autopilot. Um, and we must keep the fire in our hearts going. And let our faith reflect into our lives, not just our words. Um, routines are not bad. Setting up these routines, you know, every morning of praying and uh, reading the Bible, that is good. But it's when we get comfortable in those routines and forget why we're doing it, that we can start to just, you know, tune out God almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember, why we, why do we need to pray each day? Why is it important to discipline our children? Why must we love others above ourselves? Why is it... Um, important to you know represent christ (laughs) you know um so one we just had um yesterday monday 
I'm already don't know what today is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, Kathy and I uh, had our mom's connection meeting at church, and Molly, um, who was speaking, was talking about routines and how people can stop thinking about what they're supposed to be doing in that routine and make the routine the idol. Mm-hmm. And I like that resonated mm-hmm. so much because you yep. don't even think about what you're getting from what you're reading. You're just thinking about the quantity that you're reading mm-hmm. or what you had set out to do yep. in your routine. Or even what like you're getting from making it. like scriptures an idol. Yeah. Like you say, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to look up all these encouraging scriptures and I'm going to, that's going to be all I need. Yeah. And you're essentially, you're making that the idol. Like the encouraging, happy stuff, your idol. Yeah. You're not, you're not digging into what God is trying to, how you get the to word that is happy not stuff. supposed to just give you happy stuff. Yeah. It's supposed to also convict you and mm-hmm. reveal, you know, your sin. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't dig into it, then you're you're not building that relationship with God where he's going to reveal your sin. Mm-hmm. Which it's hard to have your sin revealed. It's not fun, but it's necessary for sure. Yeah. And that kind of sounds like a marriage. Mm-hmm. How you're just constantly with each other. And they can tell you, you all the each stupid other's. things that you do. <laughs> reveal each other's annoying traits. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's really annoying <laughs> that you do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Except for it's kind of different with God because he doesn't have anything annoying. <laughs> like he's perfect. So he gets to reveal all yeah. of our flaws. And then we're yeah. like, God, you don't have any flaws. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> I like it when he does it. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I do too. It's, yeah. It's just hard. It depends on where I'm at. Yeah. In it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I'll say I like it when he does it in the morning when I'm quietly reading my Bible and I'm in that frame not like of mind. in the moment of yelling not, at my kids. Yeah. Or not when I'm like praying about someone that really made me mad and he's like, well, you know, you did this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, God. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be on my, my side. side. Yeah. He's not. He's on his side. Yeah. We just heard that in a sermon. I really liked that. Um, Okay. So let's talk about some ways that you can fall into this trap. Um, We have some verses here that God has um, shown us how you can fall into this trap of just being in the routine and oh, the cat is here. Just making her appearance. She's coming over here. She's like squatted right behind Kathy. Hopefully she'll be quiet this time. (laughs) But um, these are some ways that we can fall into the trap of just getting into a routine and not being, not living for God, just going on autopilot. So the first one is becoming hardened in heart to God and forgetting what Christ did for us. You want to read that verse? Yeah. For me to do the CEB or the NIV. Whatever you want. Okay. (laughs) Uh, for this people's senses have become calloused and they've, they've become hard of hearing and they've shut their eyes so that they won't see with their eyes or hear with their ears or understand with their minds and change their hearts and lives that I may heal them. And if you said it, that was Matthew thirteen fifteen. I did not. Mm. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> yes. So, um, I love that. Our, like our senses of hearing God. And, you know, seeing the things that he's done can become calloused because Mm -hmm. we just are, it's not necessarily saying, you know, when you go on autopilot, 
I think it's also when you're just continually sinning that yeah. that can happen. But if you go into autopilot and you're not letting the word affect your life, mm-hmm. then yeah, you will be sinning and not really following the word. And then you'll become calloused and then it'll be even harder for you to really absorb what the word's saying. Yeah, just becoming like lazy and stubborn. Mm-hmm. We'll start, oh, that's so sad how it just starts to change your heart mm-hmm. to that. Uh and it's just sad in there. How and you it, stop understanding. Yeah. And that the people who have heart and hearts parables just sound like stories mm-hmm. now. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. They aren't finding the underlying meaning mm-hmm. of the parable. They're supposed to be learning to it. It's just another story. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's weird is seeing your kids with hardened hearts. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I almost feel like we start out. It's weird because Elise, I noticed her having like a hardened heart towards the things of God that mm-hmm. I try to teach her. And, um, like she just didn't understand it or she didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading the, a bi- one of their kids' Bibles, you know, just reading it from the beginning to the end is what I want to do. And at, that's what I've been doing. And I did it through, we just finished the Old Testament tonight. And she, like, seeing just through doing that, she's become so much more interested in it. And then I read, um, the, uh, the fiery furnace story mm-hmm. where you know uh are you doing Shadrach, the jesus story bible no it's the beginner's bible mm-hmm. they're in the fiery furnace and she they come out and they're they don't even smell like smoke i love that part in the mm-hmm. bible and they include it in the book where it says they don't even smell like smoke because that just shows like how powerful, powerful god, god is. is yeah and she goes how do they not even smell like smoke like she was in awe and it was just like awesome to see that change how mm-hmm. she stopped being hardened towards it and started understanding like whoa god Mm. is powerful Mm. um and that's just through every night reading it Mm -hmm. and it just showed like it confirmed to me i need to keep doing this Mm -hmm. and also i need to do this for me yeah so i don't become hardened and you know start turning my ears away from it because i remember before i was closer to god after i had elise like before i got pregnant Mm -hmm. i was Anytime I'd hear stories of miracles, I'd question it. I'd yeah. be like, meh, that just sounds like a story. Yeah. Even though I did believe in God and I believed I was saved, I still, because I just was not in it and I was mm-hmm. just going through life, I still did not really understand mm-hmm. is the thing. And I love that. If That one verse just encompasses so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next... One is by giving up, thinking following God is not worth it. Charity, you want to read that or I can? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so this is Romans one twenty-eight through 30. Since they didn't think it was worthwhile to acknowledge God, God abandoned them to a defective mind to do inappropriate things. So they were filled with all injustice, wicked behavior, greed, and evil behavior. They are full of jealousy, murder, fighting, deception, and malice. They are gossips, they are slander people, and they hate God. They are rude and proud, and they brag. They invent ways to be evil and are disobedient to their parents. They are without understanding, disloyal, without affection, and without mercy. Though they know God's decision that those who persist in such practices deserve death, they not only keep doing these things, but also approve others who practice them. And that is like the United States of America. Yes. (laughs) Gosh. Yep. We know this is wrong, but woo, you yeah. keep doing it. It's awesome. Gosh. 
Well, and, like, just think that there's, like, those chat rooms where there's people talking about going out and doing mass murders. Yeah. And they, like, encourage each other yeah. in it. It's, like, that, that's that. That's so disturbing. Yeah. Um, but, so, when, when you stop thinking that it's not worth it, all of these things will slowly start to come about. We're not saying it's going to happen immediately, but... Mm-hmm. The more and more you stop thinking that it's worth to be in God's word, it's worth it to, you know, pursue God and a relationship with him, you're going to start to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that alone proves that it is worth it. Yeah. Because <laughs> who wants to be like the person that this describes? Well, yeah, and it talks about how they, they're they abandoning the creator for the culture. Mm-hmm. They're like right here, worthwhile, or since they didn't think it was worthwhile to acknowledge God. God abandoned them to defective minds. So God allows us to experience, and allowed them to experience, the self-destruction of sin. Like of our own sin. Well, I I don't necessarily... I would love to know the real translation of that, because I doubt it says God abandoned them. Because I think what it's meaning is that God says, fine, you have your way. If you don't want me and you don't think I'm worth it, you don't want to acknowledge me, then you go ahead and go the way that you want and he he kind of like abandons you to your choice well yeah and i think that that i mean that's kind of scattered throughout mm-hmm. all the bible it's yeah. either you can't have two masters it's one or the other so if you're picking this one god is like okay yeah have <laughs> that i yeah. guess it i mean i think we see a lot of the things that say this sort of things just um slander people they hate god they're rude they're proud they invent ways to be evil mm-hmm. um it's just really scary what you can do when you mm-hmm. don't accept the knowledge of god yep yeah and i mean they're disloyal i mean think of all the uh divorces nowadays it's like that shows our culture is a culture of without honor and yeah. loyalty right well, now. well and that yeah and that i mean how long has that been happening mm-hmm. and how many since like the 70s at yeah. least yeah, and yeah. that, I mean, Cody and I, when we first got married, we had, I mean, we were talking about getting a divorce mm-hmm. at one point, and everyone around us was really being did? like, yeah, like it, yeah, it didn't, do what like you it didn't do. matter. You do you. Yeah, and I honestly, I don't know, I don't even know how we came to the conclusion that we were like, uh, no, let's figure this out. But like, the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. For sure. But I was like, yeah, and, and that's what. It's so sad looking back on it and just... And we were in the military, so, I mean, that's another, like, nobody expected it to last anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But no... It sad. didn't seem like nobody... It wasn't a thing to anybody. They were like, oh, okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. Marriage yeah. doesn't mean anything. And staying married, it's like... It's almost like you're an anomaly if you stay married. <laughs> yeah, or people think that you're not having any fun. Yeah. Like, you, you're... You guys must be so bored. You're seriously having sex with the same person? <laughs> I know. For five years. I just, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, I can't even imagine having sex with a different person. No, I just can't even crazy. think about it. Yeah. And I once did those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I'm like, like Ew. Oh, why did I do that? He probably didn't shower for five oh, days. Oh. Especially in high school, man. Ugh. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> I have since been redeemed. Yeah. I am clean. Yes. Washed clean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, another trap. By making the Bible and its laws a God over Christ who is the living word of God. So we kind of talked about this, but um, let's find the, the scriptures here that 
I'll read this first one. I will say I don't have it. So, this is just saying you make the Bible and the laws of the Bible, you know, because obviously there's a lot of laws and things that God tells us how to live in here. If you make those God over Christ, who is the living word of God, that's a trap mm -hmm. that you can fall into um, in when you become an, go an autopilot. So, here, the first one is John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. That's very repetitive, mm -hmm. but I think they're trying doing that. They're making a point. Yeah. doing that for a reason. Yeah. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't distinguish the light. So, this is saying that the Bible, this is great and everything, but Jesus is the Word of God. Yeah. So, yeah, without our him, focus needs to be on Him. Yeah. And without Him, we wouldn't even mm -hmm. be able to understand this because we wouldn't have the gift of the Holy Spirit, which helps us to understand this. And, you know, it helps it to, you know, be powerful in our life. Mm -hmm. um, then there's another, the next one that talks about this is John 5 38 through 40. Do you have that one? Or I can read that. It's right here. Uh, and you don't have his word dwelling with, it, with you because you don't believe the one whom he has sent. Examine the scriptures since you think that I am in them you have e since you think that in them you have eternal life. They also testify about me yet you don't, don't want to come to me so that you can have life. Man, don't type that one. <laughs> so this is saying that um He's talking to the Pharisees here, and he's saying that um, they know the scripture, but they don't know him. Yeah, yeah. and so that you aren't going to be saved because if you just rely on this, my like you know the Torah and everything that the Jewish people um, studied, you don't have eternal life. Well, yeah, that. it's a man. I keep coming back to this in this teaching that we had about uh, how sometimes our intellect can get in the way of actually applying the bible mm -hmm. and that's what they were doing they mm -hmm. thought that it was so important to memorize it that they were so that that's what they focused on they focused on memorizing it and not actually applying it to their life in the way that they lived yeah and i like that it says you don't have his word dwelling with you mm -hmm. like they for sure probably thought they did mm -hmm. they thought they were you know living the life right well but yeah they, they acted like it because yeah. they didn't truly believe in Jesus, when he came, mm -hmm. if they would have really, you know, been applying his word, they would have known that that was the son of God because the prophecies, they, mm -hmm. if it was really affecting their heart is what it was, they would have known that that's the son of God. Yeah. Well, and that's the little last note in my Bible here. It says, don't become so involved in religion that you miss Christ. Yes. And that's kind of what we were going back to just in the very beginning mm -hmm. of, uh, your routine becoming your idol. Yeah. Uh, don't let like what you think you have to get done. Mm -hmm. Or what you're becoming too lazy to do. Yep. Get in the way of God yeah. changing your life. Yep. So Man, that's so sad. I just yeah. got so sad. I know. <laughs> I know. And we do that. We yeah. do that. We just let religion be our idol. Mm -hmm. Instead of actually... And it, that to me is just like, ugh. Yeah, like, well, and that's probably why... Like this right here. That's why so many why people so many turn away. Yeah, and they think of hypocrites. Yeah. Because so many people are like pointing the finger yeah. and being like, this is what the Bible says, but yeah. they're not applying it. Mm -hmm. And instead of pointing their finger, being like, let's love you through this. <laughs> yeah. 
Or, like, instead of pointing the finger, let's work on my life. Yeah. Let's, let, let me work, put, apply this to me. So, remember that Christ is the living word who God sent. He is alive and active and speaks to us through the Bible and through the Holy Spirit. We do not want to solely focus on the law without the Spirit, or our faith will become dull and without life. We must also remember the miracle and wonder of Christ. Uh, you know, God's living word coming to earth with us, being born poor and oh, yes. in a barn, dying for us and dying again three days later. That is the whole premise of our faith mm-hmm. right there. So um, so that I think that it's, I, I have my notes from yesterday, mm-hmm. which is so awesome because it totally goes right to what Kathy was <laughs> yeah. saying. Just saying God's word is living and active. Mm-hmm. And that it says it in Hebrew, again, it's yeah. living and active. And um, we were picking apart just Hebrew 4.12 and Molly was saying that the big idea in there is that because it's living and active, God can meet us anywhere that we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. I love it. I yeah. love it when he does that. Especially when it's like you read it. And this is the benefit of when you are truly digging into his word and not just doing it because it's a checklist. But when you read his word and you're asking God to speak to you through it, he's not going to just speak to you through his word. He's going to speak to you through a sermon you listen to. Mm-hmm. Through or through people. a friend yeah. that ta- you know encourages you and may even just... Not even be saying a verse, but saying the same words that you mm-hmm. read in a verse or what you got from that verse. Yeah, she has in here, like, God's response. Mm-hmm. I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's awesome that he will continue to do that throughout your day. Yeah. If you are searching for him. Yeah. So what happens when we forget Christ in our everyday life? <clears throat> Bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that one verse up there, uh, Romans 1, 28 through 30, that kind of told a lot of mm-hmm. what bad happens. Yep. But, um, so we stop, one of the things is we just stop being who we're called to be. We stop living out the purpose we have been given in Christ. Um, and we start, for me, it's, I start yelling at my kids or being mm. annoyed with people at the grocery store or I start judging people and I forget that I'm called to love mm-hmm. others and not, I mean, like if I can't even show love to my kids, what kind of person am I? So it's like a lot of, you know, the days where I am like, I can't either. I just like mumble through a prayer to God and go about my mm-hmm. day. It's like, I'm not the person that I should be mm-hmm. for sure. What about you? I don't even want to say it. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I just poured my heart out, Charity. <laughs> no, seriously, that's a I the kids thing. I have three, and they're all only two years apart, and they're stressful. They're five and under. <laughs> yeah, just five. Get that through five, straight in right there. <laughs> and they all just they all are just so active <laughs> and stubborn, <laughs> or strong-willed. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll and say. it just man, that I mean. I, I always feel like I start off really well and mm-hmm. with really good intentions, but it doesn't take me long to go from, okay, well, what do you need mm-hmm. to sit down, shut up, and what the frick do you need? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it yeah. can be so fast because yeah. everybody wants something. Yeah. And it's so, it's I mean, it's so easy mm-hmm. to just become that person. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like I do pretty well in Every area except for my kids, which mm-hmm. is the most important one yeah. at this moment. <laughs> oh, well, it's so 
it's just like you gotta be on a hundred percent all exactly. the time, and nobody can be. No, and that's why I always have to call on God for help. But it's like it's those days where I don't, and I forget that yeah. I have a relational experience yeah. with Him. I have a personal pr- God there that can help me. That oh, that day sucks. Yeah, and you just leave it feeling like the lowest of lows. Yeah, and I I hate that, mm-hmm. and it's so it's so hard. Because you think when you're thinking about like getting upset with your kids mm-hmm. and in the moment you're not even thinking about their age. Mm-hmm. You're just thinking about the things that are pissing you off yeah. and bothering the oh, things that you want the, to stop. Yeah. And then when you're on the outside of it, you're like, you're like Oh my to. gosh, I just yelled at a three year old. Like see, like yeah. she doesn't even understand mm-hmm. what why how, she's even yeah. getting yelled at. She yep. doesn't yeah, they're I mean they're I don't know how to discipline him because it's like he doesn't mm, he forgot he, what he did already. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so it's like I can just say right after he does it you do not do that and just continue to say that well, every single day yeah, and that I mean it it really has to be just that because mm-hmm. I mean as soon as you start yelling they yeah. stop listening I will say and at it, least now that she's five I can now give her consequences for her yeah. actions because she remembers them. Yeah. So she's been going, I've been telling her, Elise, if you do that again, I'm taking away the TV for the rest of the day. Yeah. And she goes, why is it always the TV? <laughs> and I'm like, because I know what matters you to you. <laughs> See that? We've actually been struggling with that with Luca because that kid can entertain herself with a box and nothing else. <laughs> she just has an imagination that... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a lot like me. When yeah. I was a kid, I would just go and, like, I could vision every <laughs> single thing that was around me. You're like, me. Luca, if you don't stop, you're going to be stuck in a room with <laughs> well, nothing. Well, I told Cody, like, seriously, should I shut her in the pantry? <laughs> like, what should I do with her? <laughs> Make her scrub the floor with a toothbrush or something. She like, she'd probably, probably love enjoy it. that. <laughs> but no, we've been really struggling. And I asked her, I said, what do you care about the most? And she's like, well, you guys. And I'm like, no, like, what can I take away from you? And I'm like, I'm having this conversation oh with a five-year-old gosh. about her consequence. And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, help me figure out how to punish you, please. Yeah. But it doesn't even, like, she's mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. she's just a visionary. Yeah, and, she's, and Johnny's kind of like that, too. Like, he doesn't really care. Okay, yeah. you took away the iPad, I'll go find something else exactly. to do. So, exactly. Yeah. I see where I see where you're coming from. <laughs> okay, so... Um, the next thing that happens is we lose a connection with God and our prayers can fall on deaf ears. Um, because if we're just going in autopilot, he's not going to listen to us. He's not going to, you know, I mean, just think about somebody if they were talking to you and they were just like rambling on and on and on. And like, it's just, you start to tune them out, right? Yeah. Well, with God, if we're just, yeah, yeah, well, and yeah. I'm really good at tuning things out. I do it all the time. <laughs> but, like, with God, I'm not saying that he's he doesn't want to hear us rambling. Yeah. Like, if we're truly heartfelt talking to him, he yeah. is listening. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's if, looking at your heart yeah, when you're doing it. But if our heart is just like, I just need to get through my list of things that I need from mm-hmm. you. So if you could just listen real quick, I'm going to tell you all these things. He knows what we need. Yeah. And he, he knows what we don't need. Mm-hmm. And he knows our heart's desire. And so it's like... If you're coming to him with the wrong heart, mm. he's not going to listen. Yeah, he are, yeah. Which is sad. It is sad. Because how often do we do that? All the time. All the time. <laughs> um, Gosh. I have a verse here. It's 
It's a long one. It's a long one. It's Isaiah 1, 10 through 15. Do you want to read it? Yeah, I'm going to read that in my Bible. Okay. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. The multitude of your sacrifices. What are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough of burnt offerings, of rams, and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations? The calling of the an assembly mm. is what that is. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. <laughs> Oh, right there. There we go. <laughs> your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals, I hate with all of my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Is that the end of it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that just gave me chills. I know, it makes me feel I sick. mean, to feel like... I, just to think that that's what God is saying to us. I mean, he's saying this to Israel right now, right here, because, you know, they were not. This was at the point where they had just continually disobeyed him, stopped even caring about him. They still went through the rituals because mm-hmm. it was like ingrained in them by now. You know, this mm-hmm. is the ritual, but their heart was not in it. And God knows when our heart is not in it. And just to think that when we come to him and our heart is not in it. I mean, we come to the holy God who created the world, who's perfectly pure, and we are not present. We're not fully present. Yeah. That I mean, no wonder he doesn't listen. That's so disrespectful. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, I have a side note on here that I'm sure was from the sermon on this, but mm-hmm. it... They were deceiving themselves as well, yep. like thinking that they were actually doing, we're doing something. Everything we're supposed to yeah. do, you know, inside we really are evil and don't care. But as long as we do this ritual, then we're good. So God isn't revoking the system of sacrifices that He had originally put into place. He mm-hmm. just wanted their sincere faith and devotion in them. Yes, He was He's looking saying, at their well, hearts. Well, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know those. That was a bad idea. No, he's saying, I don't want them because you don't mean it. I think that this verse, because I, 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 when, when I was reading back over it, making these notes, I was thinking, like, God knows, like, it's in here because it's a te- it's telling us that they didn't have sincere hearts. Mm-hmm. That it, was, it had become a ritual for them. It became mm-hmm. something that they just felt like they had to do. So why... If they knew that they felt that way and they knew that God saw their hearts, were they just continuing to like waste their possessions? Like, why would they continue to do it? I know. And it just, well, that there is was a true times example. all throughout Jewish his- history where they stopped. Well, sacrificing back then was like all, all religions did that. Yeah. But they did stop sacrificing to him and would sacrifice to other gods. And then um, there was times where they completely forgot the law of God until a king, a good king came and found it and like revealed, like, we're going to do it again. Mm -hmm. We're going to start doing it again. Well, and that, this, I feel like just this scripture is such a good example of Mm -hmm. muscle memory Mm -hmm. and like they aren't thinking about what they're doing or the weight that it holds on their lives. And yeah, they're giving, placing more faith in their muscle memory than they were in God. Yeah. Yep. I mean, essentially, they're sacrificing it to themselves. Yeah. Because God isn't doing it. And 
they're just doing it thinking, well, if I just do it, then I'll, I'll get what I need, right? They're yeah. thinking, I'll get forgiven, I'll be able to go to heaven, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be okay with God if I just do it. If the ritual, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in verse 12, who has required these things at your hands? So, that's God telling them that these are not being done in obedience mm. to him. They aren't for him. They're yeah. for them. I didn't require you exactly. to do this. Yeah. I required you to do something else and that, yeah. not this. And yeah. So they required it of themselves. Well, yeah, that mm-hmm. they were doing it. See, this what I just want to know. Did they actually feel like they needed to repent? Did they feel like the things that they were doing the sacrifices for, like the mm-hmm. sin that they had, did they feel like it was actually being washed away? I don't know. I don't you know? know. Yeah. Because it kind of seems like they had obviously a lack of faith in God to yeah. get them out of well, it. Well, I think or the trust biggest thing is, is that they would do it and maybe they did feel like it washed their sin mm-hmm. away, but then they would go out and start do sinning again. again. Yeah. They wouldn't, it wasn't like, oh God, I'm so sorry for all I've done. I'm going to change. It was, okay, I'm good. Now I got a clean slate. I can start, start over again. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't putting, a, they mm-hmm. were. Not applying it to their lives. Yep. Their lives do not reflect their faith. They're... So if you are feeling instant, uh, distant from God, then take a look at your life and see if you or your actions and your heart reflect what you profess. So reflect what you say you are, and that is a Christian. Um, no amount of prayers can make up for a life that is not in line with what God wants. God wants our love and obedience and trust in Him over words. That's essentially what that says. Mm-hmm. You know, I I want your love and obedience, and over mm-hmm. your act, over your rituals, your religion, mm-hmm. your laws, and your words. Yeah, uh, God wants us to take a true responsibility in the ruts that we've gotten ourselves into, and then trust Him to forgive us, and trust Him to forgive us, mm-hmm. and Him to make us clean, mm-hmm. and Him to guide us out of it. Right. So, so far, all this has been kind of about yourself and, like, what happens to yourself. But another thing that happens when we stop bringing Christ into our day and everyday life is we can actually turn other people away from Christ, um, which is Like my nightmare. Yes, yes. If we proclaim with our mouth that we are Christians, yet our actions in life do not reflect his love then we could turn someone away from Christ simply because we don't look any different from the rest of the world. So, 1 John 2, 5-6, through 6, if you want to read that. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is, a true, is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Mm-hmm. In my Bible, the side note says, to live as Jesus doesn't mean to go choose 12 disciples. <laughs> clear that doesn't mean you get a posse (laughs) but you will our disciples are our children exactly right um but so i do have a posse (laughs) of two and they're crazy (laughs) yeah that just puts so much more pressure on me doesn't it oh man so um i just love that it says that those who claim hey i'm a christian Ah, should probably live like Christ. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise, I mean, what are you doing? You're just telling people I'm a Christian, and they look at you and they go, "Well, that means nothing because you're the same as me." So yeah, okay, cool for you. Well, and that yeah, I think every it's ten commandments. 
Mm-hmm. We have them for a reason yeah. to follow them. And I yep. think that that goes to live like Jesus did mm-hmm. or to show how we live like Jesus mm-hmm. did. And I, I think, think there's that, a reason also that, well, I mean, obviously there's a reason why Jesus is Jewish. <laughs> but on top of that, it was, he was raised in God's law. Yeah. And he, he knew it. Knew it. Yep. And obeyed it. Yep. So anybody who says, well, the Old Testament it can't apply to today. It, it's, it's too old. It's from a different culture. It's from a different time period. Mm. No. We're supposed to live like Christ. And yeah. Christ lived according to the law. Yeah. In the Old Testament. The Old Testament's there to reveal our sin to mm-hmm. us. So we can try, try to not yeah. be that. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think it, like a good marking. Mm-hmm of someone doing it is someone who lives righteously and I think that it's such a like a I don't even know like people don't want to hear the word righteous anymore Mm -hmm. because it kind of seems like you can't live up to it but I don't think that living righteously means that you are not going to have sin in your life I just think it would be evident to see someone on the righteous path yeah like their life would show that they're on a path of righteousness well and it's you are living right more so than you're not. Yeah. yeah. It's like nobody is perfect. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not. But oh, you're for the majority, you are living a good and right life, mm-hmm. not a life of sin. Debauchery. <laughs> Debauchery. <laughs> oh, I sound like uh, Sean Connery right there. <laughs> Debauchery. <laughs> I like that word. Yeah, me too. That's what I said. <laughs> okay. Here's what you got to do instead. We're going to read a long, another long verse. Uh-oh. Someone's awake. Okay, so we're going to read James 1, 21 through 26, and then discuss it. All right. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that for, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. I feel a lot of pressure. <laughs> I know. Well, the the um, keep rein on your tongue. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one for yeah. me. I, I know you guys heard exactly what I said about my kids earlier. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And you end up, you know, just quickly responding instead mm-hmm. of, you know, Being reactionary. Yes. Yep. And then you regret it instantly, like today. Well, Johnny, he like got egg all over the bed, and I just grabbed him real quick, and I'm like, Johnny! And I said it loud, and he just, like, I didn't grab him, like, forcefully. I grabbed him and put him on yeah. the ground off of the bed, and he just started bawling, and I was just, like, instantly, like, that was not the right response. <laughs> that was not the right response, no matter how annoyed that I have mm-hmm. egg yolk all over my bed. <laughs> I can vacuum it. It's not that big of a deal. That's what happens when you <laughs> let yourself respond rather than the spirit. Yes. Um, 
but that's pretty much what this is saying is just like you're supposed to live out the word Mm -hmm. not just read it and be like oh yeah that's an awesome verse and then go about your day Mm -hmm. or just read it like if you're going into autopilot you're not going to apply the word to your life because it's just like you're doing your checklist you're doing what you think good christians are supposed to do and you forget you're not applying it to your life and that's what good christians are supposed to do yeah apply it to their life I like that uh, it says humbly accept the message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that really talks to our hearts um, and just how we're supposed to come to God's word with a teachable heart and not come like we already know what we're like we already know what we're going to be reading. Like having that muscle memory with it, um, thinking that we don't really have to dig into it because like we know the stories, we know the Red Sea, and we know about Moses and pharaoh and all of these Mm -hmm. things so we don't Mm -hmm. come to it with a teachable heart we come to it thinking we already know everything yeah um i've heard this story yeah skim it yeah exactly and uh, david guzik has a really good quote that i wrote Mm -hmm. down um this world is a this word is able to save us both currently and eternally the purity of god's word can save us even in an impure world like we are we're we are foreigners here we are in mm-hmm. exile right now, mm-hmm. and this is what will save us. Yep. Absorbing it. <laughs> yeah. Just absorbing it and applying it is what's going to keep us afloat, as you will, you know? Yeah. Um, hey, that actually goes with the next verse. Oh. Uh, Hebrews 2.1. This is why it's necessary for us to pay more attention to what we have heard, or else we may drift away from it. So, yeah, we're foreigners here. And we got to pay attention to what this says, pay attention to his word, pay attention to what we hear from, you know, our pastors at our churches and what we hear from people in our life who love God and follow him. You got to pay attention to those things or else we're going to drift away from it. It's so mm-hmm. easy to just each day drift away. Well, from yeah. It. And that's what it doesn't have to be. I think when people think of like leaving, like when they think of not mm-hmm. doing this anymore, I well, and even I before we started doing this or this specific study, mm-hmm. I thought of just somebody like being like, okay, I just don't believe it anymore, like yeah. having had enough. But it doesn't have to be a fast split. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. be an every day, just saying, I don't slowly, have time today. Slowly, I don't have slowly, time today. Yeah, yeah, yep. I just can't make time for it, or I'm too tired, or and to drift away. I actually wrote this down. Comes from the ancient phrase to slip. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, it is. It's and I I know that I've gone through spurts where I you know don't have time. Mm-hmm. I tell myself I don't have time, even though I can spend thirty minutes on Facebook. Yeah, and then doing I, absolutely nothing. nothing, and then going, <laughs> what just happened? Like I literally just looked at the same newsfeed I looked at thirty minutes ago. What is going on? Yeah. But I will slowly and slowly start to be more and more like the world, more and more a person that I do not want to be. And then I realize, whoa, I gotta, I have to make time. And mm-hmm. then that's why I end up waking up at five in the morning. <laughs> I don't want this to come off as like a judgment. I wrote mm-hmm. this down specifically because I do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when when I think of slipping away, I always think of why it happens for me and it's because I don't feel like how I felt when I first became a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's so exciting and Mm -hmm. you're thinking of all the possibilities of 
just what you can do with this. And mm-hmm. um, it's all about, it is at first all about God loving you and God dying for you and yeah. God taking away your sin. And it's kind of, it, you kind of lose that excitement of it at first. I still think it's exciting. Yeah. Um, but I think it's exciting now because I understand that I'm not always going to have this puppy love with God. Mm-hmm. It is well, going to like get when deeper. You're in a new relationship. Exactly. And you're like, oh, I'm so in love. And yeah. I just want to spend all my time with you. And then you get married and you're like, well. Yeah, well, and that. Can you go away for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Because I need some space. Well, yeah, and that that's what I always think about. Like in relationships, that puppy love isn't sustainable because you kind of start to get sick of that, like, mm-hmm. sweet talk all the time yeah. or, like, the yeah. weird tickling You're that like, people do. Yeah. This is just too much. It gets gross, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's why... And that weird tickling <laughs> that people do. <laughs> stop! It tickles! I said stop! Uh, but no, it, like, that That love is supposed... Just like in a marriage, it, you're supposed to... It's supposed to grow deeper. It's supposed to mature and become more pure Dig just into, over time. Exactly. Go deeper into each other, knowing each other deeper, and then you love them in a deeper capacity. Yeah. And then it's like, well, this is what love is. Yeah. It's, and, like, when you yeah. first become saved, you're, like, you have a kind of an idea of what love is with mm-hmm. God. But as you read his word and you actually d- dig into it, you realize, I had no idea how yeah. much he loved me. Well, and that, exactly. And you mm-hmm. said, like, knowing this is what love is. I, in high school, I used to, um, I used to get, I used to, I would just not have good relationships. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that I was finally told is because I wouldn't say I love you to people. Mm-hmm. And I was always really mature just in that sense and when someone finally had the top like one of my boyfriends finally said like you don't tell people you love them and I've said I just understand that we haven't been through anything together Mm -hmm. I don't love you because what have we done like we walked to science class together like we haven't suffered through anything what do we even know (laughs) exactly and that that I say it's for my maturity, but that's just for my dad constantly saying, you have no idea what love is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, and I feel like that is exactly what this is. That is what this is. We have no idea what it actually is until mm-hmm. we get into it and we see all these times that Israel and just everyone turned away from God and still he came back and was like, no, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Here is my son. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do whatever I have to do. Yeah. To be with you yeah. eternally. And I'm going to pursue you till the end of time. End of time. Well, that is another great segue into <laughs> the next verse. And you guys, this is completely the Holy Spirit because these are not scripted conversations <laughs> we're having here. It's awesome. Okay. Remember, so uh, one last way to... Um, you know, keep from falling into this trap is remember where you have come from and what Christ has done for you. Remember the love that you first had, uh, that Jesus, well, remember the love that Jesus showed by dying for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and Revelations 2, 4 through 5 kind of addresses that. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you've, you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Mm-hmm. Lampstands must have been important back then. <laughs> so this line says, if you don't, I'm coming to you. Okay. I will move your lampstand from its place if you don't change your hearts and lives. 
So, um, I feel like that's saying, like, I'm going to remove, if you don't remember me and, like, you don't remember all that I've done for you, you're going to kind of, like, be snuffed out. Okay, yeah, so that's what I just had to find Your it. spirit. Yeah, but, yeah, the lampstand is important because that, the lampstand that they're talking about mm-hmm. is in the church. So that's okay. how people saw when they yeah. came in. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to take that away and church would be ineffective. You're going to be dark. Yeah, darkness you're going to not is be what it, And, you know, well, God's the... Jesus is our light to our path, and if he removes the lampstand, mm-hmm. you're going to be lost. Yeah. You're going to be without guidance. Yeah. Well, and I love that it says, you have forsaken the love, like I said, you first mm-hmm. had, uh, do the things you did at first, so at first, when you're really like mm-hmm. into it, you do want to read every day. Mm-hmm. You are thirsty for it. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that, but it just has to become the deeper thirst, the yep. deeper love. Well. When you do that, that's the thing is like when you first become saved, you have that deeper draw. Like you Mm -hmm. want to go deeper, but if you don't continue that Mm -hmm. want, then you'll just go. Or if you just go into autopilot where you're like, I'm just checking off my list here. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get that deeper love. Yeah. I swear, like the more I read God's word, the more he speaks to me, the more I see him speak Mm -hmm. to me throughout the day, the more... I just realize how loved I am, mm-hmm. and you don't realize that when you like, if you don't realize that when you first get saved. Yeah. You know that God loves you, and that's why you became saved. Yeah, but you don't remember. You don't know what kind of. Well, love. and I, I think that when you first get saved, like you don't. I feel like it, once you go deeper, you see it on the personal level. Mm-hmm. Like it becomes for you, not just for everyone. Yeah, like you can see how it applies to yeah. your life and how you can use it, mm-hmm. and it's tangible. Mm-hmm. It actually is tangible, guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it's just crazy how this one book can apply to everybody's lives. Which yeah. Everybody's lives are different. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, I put, I at the end of this, just cause I was, when I was making my notes, I was listening to music. And as I ended my notes, the last song that came on, I don't know what it's called, but I typed out the lyric to it. And it, it says, have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. That's, oh, come to the oh, altar. Oh, that's like my favorite worship song ever. So that, I mean, that so perfectly yeah. is what this is. Yes. We have to come to the end of ourselves. We mm-hmm. have to stop being lazy, stop being stubborn, stop thinking we don't have time or mm-hmm. that it doesn't mean anything or that we know all of it. Yeah. We have to stop being so prideful. Mm-hmm. And we have to get thirsty. Rid of our rebellious pride. Yeah, because this, this is alive and this is active. And Jesus is calling us to this, mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. So, here's a call to action for you. From Jesus, no. <laughs> From Charity and I. But, hopefully Jesus is also involved hopefully here. Hopefully he approves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a, this message has been approved by, by Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Pray and ask God um, in this next week or two. Until our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Unless that's like you're listening to this. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways, just pray and ask God in what ways are you forgetting him? In what ways have you gone into autopilot? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you feel brave, you can comment on our Facebook post um, with this pod, uh, for this podcast what those were. Mm-hmm. Or um, you can email us at macchiatomoms.com at gmail.com and let us know where you're struggling 
And we will pray for you. Yeah. And just uh, if you guys do reach out to us, you should let us know how you did with our action items from two weeks ago um, of ways of how to be, how to not be complacent. Yes. We should see if. Yeah. Let us know if you were able to overcome anything then. Mm-hmm. And then our next episode, we're going to talk about ways you can get your groove back and start growing. <laughs> we're going to have to have like disco music playing or something. Oh, uh, And we're not condoning any movies about getting your groove back because we don't know what they're about. Yeah. <laughs> just FYI. We just thought it sounded fun. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.